redundant. Redundant, obsolete, maybe. Yeah, there's certainly the, not the people, but the job. But yeah, man, like when you think about data analysis, data entry, well, you all use that. the reference of the lion back into the jungle that's uh, used to getting three squares a day. Yeah, what's uh, that? What's that lion gonna do? Welcome to the Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs here to share their value with you. I am your host, Stephen Lucas. <laughs> Wait, I'm Stephen Lucas. You are Michael Brooks. Oh. Or we can roll reverse today. That's early. This is the first one today. Yeah. Stephen <laughs> Lucas is here. And Max is here. Sorry, I'm a little loopy, man. Yeah. So I didn't do any coffee this morning. There there it is. Everybody's been sick. I, yeah. I sounded, but I don't I don't feel great. <laughs> I sound great though. I I've been mean, uh, is COVID a thing now? Is it back? I feel like it's just a different version. Yeah, supposedly it's back. Did we just change the name of sick to COVID? Yep, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like where it's at. <laughs> okay, uh, Max is here. Hey, what's right. going on? And Arturo Ferreira. He is the co-founder of the AI Tool Report. Uh, he's on the cutting edge. Arturo, thanks for being a part of our program. Thanks for showing up and being here with us on the Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I got here because um, I got an email being invited here. <laughs> no, it's exciting, man. I, I looked you up, man, and, and and it seems like you guys are trying to speak to and reach out to people that have won, to your point, hard-fought lessons. And the last nine months have been kind of a series of hard-fought lessons on the back of you know, a decade and a half to two decades of hard fought lessons. So it's just, it's, it's helpful to me, at least from a mentorship perspective to kind of give the real side of what success looks like. What's uh what, what happened in the last few months that uh, were, were coming up challenges for you? So about April of last year, so, you know, the generative AI conversation started maybe about two years ago, give or take, um, not mainstream yet, but it started kind of picking up steam about, about April last year, my co-founder Martin um, started seeing kind of, he's a data guy. He's like, hey, um, not developer, but just kind of like stats and ads and so forth. And he's like, look, there's a lot of trending around AI, generative stuff. You know, he's very cutting edge on the front line of stuff, you know, from Web3, NFTs, uh, that kind of thing. And, you know, he started seeing the chatter. He started seeing the trending and he's like, I, I want to create something around this. I think there's something to um, the AI conversation. And I had about 12 years experience going into this with marketing brand strategy. I've run my own company for about that long and I've done some magazines before videography, storytelling and so forth. And he's like, you know, do you want to come on board as a creative director and help me kind of figure this out? And that's like a misnomer, right? Cause like it's him and I at the early stages. So like you're wearing whatever hat needs to be worn that day, creative directors one day, then like you're doing like you're accounting the next and then you're doing quality assurance and so forth. 
So in about three to four months, we started blowing up. You know, we started 500, 1,000, 10,000, 20,000, 100,000. Now we're like a half million. We're like, I think, neck and neck with one other one for the biggest new AI newsletter in the space. Wow. Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. That's very Congrats exciting. Congrats on that. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. You know, but with growth comes, you know, responsibility. It comes with, you know, all the, all the stuff you guys know, you know, you guys have been in the space, you guys have done this, whether it's this podcast or any other business you've run scaling has its own challenges and yes, growth is exciting, but it's challenging. And if you're not ready for it, um, it'll, it'll break you. It'll crush you. Uh, yeah, we like, and when you're considering scaling this day, these days it's AI or die, right? Mm. You've got to be able to automate as much as possible, but that does, that does bring up the question of how many jobs is this going to get rid of? But I look at it as like, how many jobs did the internet get rid of? Remember when we were worried about post office people because of email? (laughs) (laughs) I think that always goes hand in hand is is like, oh, is the new technology going to get rid of jobs? And I was talking to some people that I feel like AI could replace, you know, if it gets to that point. But it's like right now in the early stages, like if they can be the go-between for AI, right? Like if, they're an accountant, right? And then Excel didn't kill accounting. It's just like they needed to lo- learn how to use that tool. So same with AI is like, if, if you become a master at AI and let's say you're, you know, I don't know, again, accountant or something like that, you can still now just take on more clients and get those jobs done quicker versus just AI taking over your job and then, you know, you're out of a job. What's your take on that, Arturo? I think there's some truth to what he's saying, um, but that's still the math on that doesn't check out, right? So let's say, yes, people can do more work. They can do more. They can be more efficient with their time, with their clients and so forth. But as, if as an accountant, I can handle more clients, that means less clients available, right? Like humans are a zero-sum game. At the end of the day, there's only so many clients with so much money. So when you're looking at from the CEO perspective, and that's from like an entrepreneur business owner perspective, but from the employee perspective, or from at least the company owner perspective, if my employees can get done a lot more with more tools and less time, I don't need that many more employees. So I think there's a lot of talk. I think there's a lot of like tying in knots with these high end people like, oh, it's not going to job displaced. It, it is. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Like, you know, nobody's going to keep you on as a charity case. Like that's not that's not how it ever works. I love so, you, Max. You know you will be here forever. Why did I think <laughs> that was about to happen? <laughs> You're gonna die here. <laughs> I don't. There's no AI. Sure, but doesn't that create opportunity for new jobs though? Like you're right. It's gonna job displace for sure. But aren't projects gonna get more complex? Aren't things gonna get more interesting? Aren't more ideas? Isn't that going to like encourage elements of competition that weren't there before? Presumably. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the nature of it. I think there's that balance where, and obviously it's all conjecture, right? Like I, I don't know any more about AI. I mean, I know a little bit more just cause I read it every day, but I don't know any more than the next person. Um, the, how well does a lion do when you release it into the wild after 10 years in the zoo? And when you think about a lot of the societies that we grow up in, I think a lot of people have grown up in a system that are taught what to do next, and they're not going to know what to do when they got to figure that shit out on their own. I so feel what, that way every time I turn on Google Maps. <laughs> I, yeah. I used yeah. to have a map. Remember that? The, yeah. the, the old Thomas Brothers guy? I mean, this is what we were talking about yesterday about you know, autocorrect backup cameras in your car. I mean, it's just made, it made you a worse driver. It's made me a worse speller. 
right? I just rely on those things. Like people are being thought to be, you know, to learn how to use the tools, but not how to make them. And right. that's the problem. Right. And then, you know, you, you can't teach hustle, right? Like at the end of the day, like you're, you learn it out of necessity. And that's, I think one of the most, the coolest and most exciting things about AI is you're getting people from around the world, from impoverished or less privileged areas that grew up with that hustle. And these tools are readily available to them, not even on a lap, like they're available on their phones, right? Cause so much of the world is connected via internet, via mobile device. It's letting them punch above their weight. It's letting them be competitive, just like the way kind of Upwork and Fiverr and stuff disrupted the freelancer community. Like that's and that's Go what Lance, those guys really, yeah, definitely yeah, Go Lance. Those guys were huge, big disruptor. So, so it's, it's cool, man. Like it's exciting when you when you really think about it. So my my opinion, less so less the comparison to the internet. I would say AI is more akin to the to the manufacturing revolution. So what manufacturing did for actual physical manual labor, I think AI is going to be doing for mental manual labor. Mental manual labor. So basically, AI is is going to help uh, reveal the amount of useless people that we have. Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't say useless, but redundant. Would redundant, be more obsolete, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The, certainly, the, not the people, but the job. But yeah, man. Like when you think about data analysis, data entry. Well, you all use that. the reference of the lion back into the jungle mm-hmm. that's uh, used to getting three squares a day. Yeah, what's uh, that, that? What's that lion gonna do? That, that so these uh, so what do we do with all these people? How do we uh, how do we how do we shape them up, or is it just uh, you know that's life in the big city? Right. Yeah. What's your advice to that that person that that their job may become obsolete? Look Ooh. for a new job. Look, learn a new profession. Or, I mean, where do they stand? I mean, that's that's a that's, that's beyond my. You're asking like a deep philosophical <laughs> civilization question. Um, like my, my wife and I ascribe to kind of like the, the idea of like, keep the nut small, you know, like just keep your expenses low. And I think our, our culture doesn't do a good job of teaching that, you know, like I, I I've always found, like I've traveled quite a bit, you know, I was in the military 10 years and I I've traveled for work and for vacation. And one of the things that I, I've come to realize, and again, I did a decade in the military. I, I really am a proud American. Like I love being here, my family, a family of immigrants. But I think one of the things that our culture doesn't do well is we don't know how to moderate, you know, like we we're so far removed from, from suffering. We're so far removed from like what it is to have to earn something versus just kind of like, Oh, I can go to the grocery store and go get my, like, you know, my chocolate or whatever. We're a culture that is drowning with our hand on the, on the water. You know, how many people do you know personally that have gotten promoted or raises at work that just go before they even made the money, go and buy a new car, you know? And it's, it's, it's intense, man. Like, I feel like it's... you're talking right to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am that person. But I mean, yeah, I, I totally, if I you totally make $10, get it. Dollars you spend eleven. Yeah, oh, why man. not, man? Is uh, it so? I mean, I hear what you're saying, and it's kind of like, yeah, le- uh, you know, live, you know, within your means. I guess then, but getting back to our question is like, what do you do when AI replaces your job? You know, then it's that whole universal income talk. And so you yeah. better get used to living on, you know, less, I guess, because there's no way universal income is just going to pay you whatever. I mean, I can, I can talk about like the 300 to one CEO salary to the average worker. True. <laughs> we True. can talk about that, but you're right. Like the, I think the UBI conversation becomes unavoidable when so much of our work and our just general 
stuff that we're paid for is going to be handled by something smarter, faster that doesn't require breaks. And it's not scary, like it can be intimidating, but it's it's a mental shift. And I, I found that's probably the most surprising thing having run AI tool report is I found that right now the conversation around AI is a lot more philosophical than I think we're even thinking it. Yes, like there are tools that are happening. Yes, there's regulation we have to talk about. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we need to address because there are scary situations, right? Untargeted biometrics and automated warfare is fucking terrifying, man. Like that's some scary shit to me. The other side is, you know, like we live, um, our infrastructure in general is on archaic cybersecurity. I just talked to a cybersecurity team for our podcast the other day and like they, they it's, it's some scary stuff, you know, like we are vulnerable on a digital level and we're starting to see those gaps in our defenses. So yes, there are things we need to address on a very practical level, but when it comes to the average person, you, me, you know, the four of us on this call, my kids, there are philosophical implications to the automation of what we have always traditionally done to feed ourselves. And that needs to be addressed too. And that starts individually. Like we have to look at ourselves and what are our habits, what are our perspectives and what are we doing to prepare ourselves for what I think is going to be a pretty seismic shift in like our commercial and professional lives. So is this what your business focuses on? Or I, I know that it, it's, we kind of got off track, but it's, it's, it's more so like teaching people about AI or teaching people how to use AI or what is, what is, what is your day to day? What do, what do you mainly focus on? Yeah. So we are, our newsletter. Nice. That was solid. We're going to get back on track. So <laughs> we're going way into those woods, man. Um, so every day our newsletter Monday through Friday drops and we do news and education. We teach a little bit of prompting. We kind of give you the updates on what the latest has happened. And a lot happens every day in AI around the world. So we're trying to give people kind of like the way to engage and interact with something that like 45% of our country still doesn't even talk about. Um, I would say about 60% of our readership self-identifies as like middle-aged me or older. So like, you know, call like 35 to 65. Um, and then they also identify as like either management or founder level. So there's a lot of people that are in like, kind of like their like second act of life, I'm going to call it that are looking at this stuff, like, how can I be better, smarter, faster? How can I improve my business? And it's been a surprising amount of, of older people too. You know, my dad's yeah, 16. Oh God. That's kind of what I was, I meant earlier is, is obviously, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, AI is going to be a lot you know, better than it is right now. And so where I look at it in the next, whatever, from today to 10 years is really adapting to using AI as a tool for your business, like the accountant example is, and, you know, and just try to get as many clients as you possibly can and, 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 and run it basically to the wheels fall off because, you know, again, 10 plus years from now, it could be a whole different beast where, you know, we're not even using accounting. So it's like, use it now as a tool versus, you know, just, you know, keep, keep yourself up at night fearing mm -hmm. that you're not going to have a job tomorrow. Cause I don't, I don't think we're there yet, but no. for sure, eventually. No. Okay. So you, you just put a decent analogy in my brain. I think, I think entrepreneurship for a lot of people, especially like maybe our generation, definitely from my dad's generation was more like a medieval siege. You set up, you set your systems, you scaled it, you slowly ground it out and you made your money kind of like you, you, you did the thing over 10, 20 years. I believe AI is going to change entrepreneurship to almost like a UFC fight. 
Like, yeah, I'm getting some good hits in, but that shit can turn. You can, you know, you can get snatched up and dropped on your ass real quick. So, so I think the speed of entrepreneurship is going to change. And I think that's where the distinction between the, the able bodies and the knots are. And our goal right now is just at very, at the, at the minimum is to help expose people to what AI is. You know, because even if you're interested, like it's really hard when you have a functioning system, it's really hard to shift, right? Like you have a video recording software, something better might come out, but shit, you got your process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not going to change it, right? It has to be significantly better to yeah. to like force you to change. So that's kind of what we're trying to do is take away a little bit of the mystery of what generative AI is and just like, yeah, just ask it questions. And if you get lost, ask it that question and it'll, yeah, it'll yeah. I, I think that's, that's really cool, man. And I think that provides a lot of good information to people that again, don't know a lot about AI. So, you know, moving forward is, is how do people find you, right? How do people get in touch with you? How do people, you know, learn about AI? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can go to AIToolReport.com. Uh, that's got our tools database, thousands of tools. Most of them are crap. Some of them are awesome. Um, but we, we go through the research for you. So you go on there, you can use our database. You can subscribe to the newsletter. It's totally free. We have a pro offering. It's got tutorials and stuff, but you know, you can get this in your inbox every day and you can search for us. Like, you know, you guys, we have partner, partner podcasts. So we're talking to people, policymakers, and we're talking to, um, people, you know, developers in the space and just, you know, AI tool report on Spotify and, and iTunes. But you know, you'll you'll talk to me. I'm pretty much the one that does most of the talking. Martin's the Martin's the engine and the and the brain. Liam's the editor in chief. I'm the guy that's talking to humans. For now, yeah, replaces me. Real quick question before we we take off. What what would you ask the smartest AI if you had the opportunity? What 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 question would you ask AI about the future? If there was a personified version of AI right here, what would you ask? If I could ask an AI that knew everything in the universe that ever will be. If you ask the smartest AI, any question about the future of AI, what would you ask? About the future of AI. Um, Is this a simulation? Okay. Mm. That's a damn decent question. We will throw those links in the show notes. Arturo, thanks for being a part of our program. Thanks for being on Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. Uh, We will see you soon. Cheers. Appreciate the opportunity, gentlemen. Be well.